Are you going to use the intro from, from the last podcast or do you want me to do a new one? Hello everyone and welcome to the Pixelfield podcast where we talk about tech, innovation and design. I am one of your two hosts, Dominic, and I'm Philip, uh, CEO of Pixelfield. Cool. So Philip, so, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, we have several topics there, and uh, the first one I wanted to talk about is uh, the new city that Google is going to be building, maybe in in Toronto. Yeah. Sidewalk. I've, yeah, uh, I've read a very interesting article about that uh, some time ago, and uh, I wonder w- what you think about that because on, on on one hand there is like a lot of really nice stuff and a lot of really like. Yeah, beneficial parameters of the project. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? Ooh, I don't know. I'm 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 really skeptical about this um, because I I have this thing like I respect Google as a tech company so much and and I respect everything they're doing, and generally because I'm I'm such a like tech enthusiast that um and I really really love the idea of uh, I'm, I'm this is really weird but I'm really looking forward to like the body enhancements and that kind of stuff. Like, let's say, things like Blade Runner and uh, Cyberpunk 2077 or what the new game. I've, I've never seen Bla- Blade Runner, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's such a shame. Um, I'm, so, like, the idea of, of, like, really smart, tech-driven city is, like, really, really uh, close to me and really good. At the same time, as a as a kind of conscious person with like privacy and and data and everything that's happening in in the data space i'm a bit scared like i i haven't exactly like seen the all details of the project i just saw like a couple of like main ideas of what they are trying to do and everything and i think it's really cool and i generally don't mind trading my privacy for for a bit of like convenience and I'm, I I live in London, right? And as you probably know, uh, there are like many, many CCTV cameras all around London. So everywhere I go, almost everywhere, I'm always recorded by cameras. But at the same time, like to to have all my surroundings to constantly like analyze me and my movements and everything I'm doing in such a way as as this project seems to be proposing. Ooh, yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, about the cameras and about the privacy, I guess that's my biggest concern as well with with this project because to me, it's 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 too creepy. Yeah. But uh, I've I've read a very interesting article like this week. I think I think it was in the Financial Times, and uh, I, the title was something like uh, "If the privacy is dead, or if if <laughs> if our privacy is is really over with this kind of technology." Yeah. Because. Uh, they're writing about uh, a startup who is, uh, whose business model is basically you install a camera in your, uh, in your car or anywhere else and uh, it detects any kind of like, misbehavior and uh, if, 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 if your recording results in someone being fined then you get some percentage of this, like <laughs> a small share of, uh, of, the, of, the, of, of the ticket being paid. So. Yeah. Uh, I think with this kind of things going on, and that's very creepy, right? But ten years ago, you would never imagine like allowing anyone like uh, listening to you in your, I don't know, 
living room, for example, mm. and now you're willing to pay for it, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you really don't mind, and anyone is listening. So I think that with the technology progressing, we this has really shifted, and and the line that we think someone is something is very creepy right now in five years, it can be something that's completely normal. Yeah, it's true. I I guess like the idea of that you will get used to it is, is like super important and like it's 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 true i've been just thinking about like one discussion i read on twitter some time ago i think peter levelish the, the entrepreneur from netherlands now living in south korea the builder of nomad list uh he was i think it was him he was reacting to someone or mentioning that in china they have uh, these like gates in the airport where mm -hmm. it's like a different level of security check where it's not like in London or Prague, if you go to airport and you have to go through the security, you either go to the kiosk with like a real police officer, or you can scan your passport in this like a scanner and wait a couple of seconds and the gate opens for you if it recognizes you. They went like bit one step ahead where you just walk through the airport and the cameras automatically recognize your face and they compare it with their database, which they use basically the, the data from uh, airlines uh, and and some other other sources of data, and then they will let you go through the gate without any like you don't have to even have your passport with you because the gate knows it, it's you and mm -hmm. compares in database that it's really you, so they know if you should be permitted to go to the country or not, um, which is mm -hmm. super convenient on one side. And I think when I saw it on Twitter, someone was actually saying like, "Oh wow, this was like such a cool experience." But at the same time, it like raises many many concerns that. Basically, the airport has your data and uses it in this way. And I think some, someone on Twitter like, um, was arguing that the airports today, they have all this data anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It's not like they are digging deeper than they are currently. It's just like a new way of how to use that data. Um, but at the same time, if we like see it in action like that, I think it makes us think a bit more and we get a bit more scared. But at the same time, millions of people go through that airport and no one really cares that much, I guess, because there has not been like a big backlash or anything. Um, mm -hmm. So people are probably getting used to that. Yeah, uh, well, I haven't experienced that when I was in Beijing this year, but uh, I had to use some like self-service uh, self machine for like scanning my fingerprints and this kind of mm -hmm. stuff, uh, which was not that creepy too. I remember the first time I went to uh, United States, I was a bit creeped out with all the fingerprints and now I'm just, I would give it to anyone who would ask on the street probably. <laughs> so yeah, the, I, th I think it's, it's, it's really shifting and as you've said, like there was no backlash there and uh, people say like they've got all this data anyway right now, so why bother with that? Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think this is going to happen in the end with, with every line you, you, you draw, right? With, with Facebook a few years ago, people were crazy about, or some people I knew at least were crazy about like the privacy settings mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But in the end, who is using that? Like me personally, I've never been there. I, yeah. <laughs> I just think there is this, this section there, but I, I've never even checked it. Yeah. And I think people are slowly getting used to it that whatever you put online it's just in public domain it's mm -hmm. you know it's available to anyone 
So I think that we're going to get used to this very fast as, as we did all this other stuff that's, that's, that's been going on. And it's like 10 years ago, we would never even consider this being a new standard. And now I don't really bother if anyone would take a picture of me or I was at gym <laughs> a few days ago nice. and <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> I skipped a couple of days, and weeks. Maybe even months. <laughs> I, I stopped counting. <laughs> yeah, w w when I when I got there, there was still the same receptionist as when I was when I used to go there like a year mm -hmm. ago. So I was a bit ashamed. <laughs> but I, I think she didn't remember me anyway. So, uh, well, yeah. And there was like this locker room, right? And they they changed like the normal locks that you use mm -hmm. for some like bit more modern version of it that you like put your code there and it opens and then you lock it with the code mm -hmm. again and there were cameras of course in the in, in the locker room so I was really thinking that we, you can just like in the future right you can just put your stuff there and if, if the camera is keeping an eye on it you don't really need to lock anything yeah. and uh, that is true it's, it's, it's gonna be like that with like our behavior because I can't really imagine how is it going to be possible for someone to conduct some kind of crime, like this, like very simple, like theft yeah. or something like that. In in, in ten years, where a camera is going to be everywhere, yeah. and uh, every step you make is just going to be recorded and traceable. Yeah, this is really like good point, and I guess this is kind of the reason why I don't care about having my data shared or available publicly or something. Like, I mean my certain behavior or things like my face and 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 so on uh, because as you know i've been i've been robbed uh, a couple of weeks ago and the interesting thing is yeah. that uh the robbery was like nearly perfect like i couldn't recognize any of the suspects and 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 it was because uh, there was like too many of them dark place and everything yeah. but they were all caught because of technology because basically they stole my phone and stuff i was able to track them down uh, they used my payment card, and because of companies like Revolut and Monzo that gives you uh, your payment data available like, in real time, I was able to track mm -hmm. down where they went, how much they spent, and everything. So there is that like convenience of of this. And and again, if I look back, like uh, even 50 years ago pre-internet, like data about my behavior as consumer, like many many companies had this because we were using checks and everything, and banks always had huge chunks of data about us. So now it's, I think, it's just more, we can, we can see the data more. We are more aware that it's, it's all around us and we, and we have more data available of our friends and everything. But at the same time, it's, it's really not that there is more of it. It's just you, more available for everyone to use and make a benefit of it, which obviously it can be a good thing and a bad thing. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be or not trying. I feel I'm feeling positive about those things, and I generally think it's a good good thing. Like when you said the fingerprints, for example, when I went to to police and and I had to give them my fingerprint so they can exclude it from from the analysis that they were doing. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, w I wasn't even thinking about it. it. Was like for a good thing, right? But the police had to like give me this all like big brief about how they will use the fingerprints only for this, and they won't store them for longer than two months, yeah. and blah blah blah. And I was like. I don't even care because you're helping me in like crisis situation. So I'm available. I'm, I'm happy to share my data, but I guess, yeah, that's just because I, the data never were like used against me. So, um, 
So is there any kind of data for you that you still think is personal or that's too personal for you to, to share with like anyone? Yeah, I have to say like one thing is my home. Um, I don't have my home address like available anywhere. Uh, not all my friends know where I live. Um, I don't share photos of my home on social media. Um, so I think that's like one thing, like home for me is the sacred place where that's where every, mm -hmm. everything stops. And I don't own uh, any Alexa device or anything like that in my home. Uh, my webcam is always covered when I'm home, which I uncover it every time I go out. Like I don't care if I'm recorded in a cafe or in work or something, but just home, I, I, I kind of, that, that's where that barrier is for me. But in terms of like data, I don't know, not really. Like, again, as I'm conscious about the data and what, what's shared, I know that, uh, like, for example, companies, how their profits and everything is already publicly available, at least in Europe. Um, so, yeah, so there is not, not, like, much that I would like to hide or wish I could hide. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so why, why is home so, like, dif uh, different to you than, than when you're on a, in a public space? Because... Anyway, anything you do at home is still going to be traceable, mm. and probably your data is still going to be like uh, local yeah. where you live because of where you spend most of the time. Yeah, and, true, and, and, and so on. So Definitely, um, it's. I don't know. I think the main concern is just like security in this in this case. Mm -hmm. So, you're probably right. Like, I don't care if if Google companies knows, knows that where I live or something like that, if they match me, like let's say Google knows my location and knows it, it's yeah. a home, so they match me with like a services around me or something like that, or if I'm <laughs> looking for new rental places, they, they know I've lived there, so I know the area, and, and I, I think for that I wouldn't mind sharing sharing the location, but just for, yeah, burglars and that kind of stuff, basically. Yeah, so, so, so you believe, basically you believe Google more than some of your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that, but who knows? It's it's just yeah, my, my feeling. How do you feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> well yeah, I don't share my address neither. I don't even have my name on the uh, downstairs mm -hmm. what is it? Doorbell, called? yeah. Or post boxes yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't even have a post box there. Yeah. But uh, it's not because I would be paranoid that someone would there is I don't think anyone has any reason to track me down <laughs> and find out where I live I, I believe yeah. but uh, I don't I don't know I just yeah I think I I, I feel I feel the same mm. I just don't see why anyone should know yeah. where I live it's a feeling of safety yeah. that I think we all need sometimes and like I don't need that when I'm outside, right? I'm, I'm okay on my own and everything, but I want to be able to just lie down and forget about the world and stress and everything. And to do that, I need to have at least that little bit of sense of privacy. So how would you feel, how would you feel in, in, in this kind of city or this kind of establishment? Yeah. Because everybody would know where you live. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the thing that I'm like still torn apart of. Like, as you said, I probably would like get used to that. But for me right now, it's it's like, yeah, it's hard to imagine. Um, it's one of the things I like about living in in big city like London, is that there is mm -hmm. that bit of privacy that you get here. But again, it may be maybe just an illusion, um, because still, uh, as I said, CCTVs are everywhere and and everything is recorded outside. And I think the fact that everybody can find 
all the data about us. It's just giving me a bit different feeling of privacy mm. because I feel that there is so much data about everyone that no one really cares <laughs> what I do <laughs> in the end. So I feel there is so, so, so much data on me that it, it's not relevant anymore. Yeah. So you said that there was like no backlash against this, this kind of stuff when you, when you talk about the airport. And uh, there is a bit of backlash, right? In, uh, at least in the European Union mm -hmm. with like data protection yeah. and privacy. Do you think there is a possibility that this is going to be different in, uh, in Europe than in the rest of the world? Because what I'm thinking is if, if Europe goes this way, then uh, it might end up being less competitive than the rest of mm. the world. Gosh, that's a good question. I've never thought about this. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. But yeah, it's, it's true. I, I have to say like uh, GDPR, right? Is, is, I know it's a, it's a big unique thing. Like I, I really don't even realize it because I live in Europe, I do business in Europe and everything. So I just had to submit myself to those regulations and, and listen to them. Uh, but I, I know that, like, for example, Americans have been reacting to GDPR differently. Some of them do welcome it, some of them don't. Uh, and I've seen a couple of news sites that, for example, prohibited me from reading their content because they want to collect data and they don't offer the option to provide, to, to like read the content without giving consent to data. And because they don't cater for the strict GDPR rules, uh, they don't want to store that data in a way that is compliant with GDPR. They just, there is like a big screen saying, oh, no, you can't read this article, which I found really annoying. And, mm -hmm. and at the same, and yeah, but, but I have to say, I'm like a big supporter of GDPR, which is probably contradicts with everything that I've been just talking about with not being too sensitive about <laughs> data and everything. But I, I guess the reason I'm not too sensitive about it is that I still have some kind of trust that my data is mm -hmm. not misused all the time. I, I know it, it, it is being misused probably at this very moment, but I believe the fair uses of my data are still in, in majority. And I think to have legislations around that really helps. Uh, so yeah, if Europe might, will be like the last hub of data privacy, might like, it might set us back. I don't know. We have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. When I was thinking about uh, about the privacy and, and the home and all this stuff, and I won't be bothered with Google and other people maybe knowing where I uh, where I live or whatever I do. But uh, what I would be scared of is that it's not just only about like gathering data about you, but shaping your behavior mm. and your opinions and this kind of stuff and if I would find myself in an environment that would be like completely regulated and it's, it's not just about like the stuff that I see in my phone and, and some videos and this kind of advertisement which I think at this moment is absolutely like shaping the how we see the world around us so it, I would be really worried to live in an environment that could just basically change mm. you, change my, um, my, my views, also in the physical way. Yeah. True, yeah, I'm just thinking about the discussion we had last time about uh, like shaping opinions and using data and everything to present one certain point of view on like a news and everything. And this kind of relates to it, yeah. 
I have to say, like, probably when, when we talk now about, like, uh, our feelings towards data, I'm, I'm really, like, speaking only for myself. Uh, I don't have a clear view on how it should be for, like, the whole society and for other people. Because I have to say, like, with myself, I don't mind sharing data because I'm constantly trying to be in control of what I'm sharing. So I don't mind because mm -hmm. I usually know when it's happening. Like, uh, to give an example, like, I'm, I'm using... Uh, DuckDuckGo, the, the like uh, private uh, search engine, right? That doesn't take into account mm -hmm. your behavior or anything. It always gives you like sort of unbiased uh, results. Um, same with my phone. I have I know exactly what like location services I have on and off and when, and that and I and I'm really like cautious about that stuff. So um, when we talk about this, it's probably good to like yeah to talk about two point of views, which is our personal. Which again, for me, I don't mind sharing data because I know usually when it's being shared and what. But at the same time, we should uh, approach it differently to protect the majority of people that are probably not tech savvy as we are, that don't work in this industry, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, might might not be so aware about what are they sharing, why, what's going to happen with that data. Which obviously I don't know as well what's happening really with that data, but at least I know it's going out there. Mm -hmm. Well, if you would live in a city like mm. this, then there is not going to be like any kind of control that you would be in because your every move, whatever you do on the street, at home, everything would be recorded. So yeah. you have absolutely no control what they know yeah. about you. And I think the biggest problem from my point of view here, because again, I live in London, which has this in most central parts. Um, but the biggest difference here is that it would the data would be collected by a private company and private company that is the best in like mining data and using it and analyzing it and everything. Um, of course, I, I realize that in London uh, there are many private entities gathering and analyzing data for government, um, but it's still maybe false. But like feeling of that it's somehow more regulated. I'm a bit worried about um, when this in this case that it's. We this is like a first step towards going from public cities run by voted government towards more like private cities owned by corporations yeah. and individuals, groups of people, whatever. Which might yeah, that's one of the, yeah. Sorry, that's one of the things I really didn't like about the article I read about this is that. Uh, they said that the Google or the company who's developing the uh, the, the yep. project, they said that they want to create a community of like uh, creative people. Yeah. So it felt like it's going to be a bit exclusive mm -hmm. and that the population is going to be somehow preselected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's even more creepy, I think. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Like this is the like tech elitism that I really don't like that much. And I would like to, yeah, I, I I don't like to see that because I believe in like really open communities and when like urban development happens more organically. So yeah, true. That, that That's probably the, the thing that, that is kind of fishy about it. Yeah. So just to wrap it up, would you move there? Maybe for a while. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, it's like interesting. Like as I said in the beginning, I'm, 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 I'm always pro this like change and I like what the experiments that are happening in this space, uh, either by Google or anyone else. Um, so yeah, I would love to try it out and I would be the first one to, to do this. Like I always joke with my girlfriend, I, I tell her that uh, when they're going to make like a really good 
uh, leg enhancements that are going to make us run faster and be stronger and everything. I'm going to be the first one who's going to cut his legs off to try it out. <laughs> so this might be the case, but... Okay, let's see in a few yeah, years. I'm at the same time, I would want it to be like a conscious choice uh, that can be reverted, basically. Uh, if I know this is not possible, but if there was like a scenario that this would be like rolled out all across the country or something like that, and then we will suddenly live in this world, I would say like, no, like, let's experiment with this, but yeah, let's figure out how to do it in a way that doesn't, it's, it's like a tricky, tricky balance. At, at the one hand, let's do it in a way that doesn't create this like elitist society that you were like talking about. But at the same time, mm -hmm. let's still make it a choice and let's include people that can sort of bring like a good feedback and good value in this from the experiment. If that makes sense? Yeah, I th yeah, I hope <laughs> so. <laughs> cool. So, uh, let's see in a few years. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we've got some other news there yeah, as well. Yeah, do, do you want to do some, 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 some other or, or do you want to wrap it up for today? Because we've been uh, talking for quite a long time about this. Yeah, that's right. So let's keep the other issues for the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should we should episodes. do this more regularly. We can do a next one in, in a couple of days, and maybe we can like switch the format. We yeah. can have like a long discussions like this, and then we can uh, do another one where we do like a flash news or something from the industry, or might be interesting. Okay, let's let's try this, and then let's not keep our listeners waiting. <laughs> okay, <laughs> for too long. Cool. Thank you very okay, much for listening. So Thank you guys for listening to us today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, please do. Also, you can find all the content we talked about on our website, uh, on our blog. So uh, thank you for listening again and uh, see you next time.